With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Cast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Danny Batten Fight Show. This is episode number 106, first show of 2022, and we kick off the year with an exclusive interview as we're joined by another top guest from the world of combat sports. Plus, we'll have our resident boxing pundit Ben Doherty join us a bit later to talk all the boxing's latest news. There's no results uh, to talk about this weekend, so there's plenty of opportunity to send in your questions uh, for me, for Danny, for indeed our guests, for Ben later on, whatever you want to ask. We're live on uh, YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, so you can uh, let us know on any of those platforms what you want to ask. Uh, as you know by now, Ace Podcast Nation, home to many a great show and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please do follow social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, 
click that bell for notifications really helps us out a lot and if you prefer your podcast in audio form then all of our shows the Danny Batten Fight Show included all available via the Sports Social Podcast Network the UK's first all sports dedicated podcast network you can uh, as I say find all our shows there plus they do daily Premier League shows they do podcasts on all different sports so it's a great website for uh, for sports fans I've got to say but uh, joining me as ever for the first time this year it is former Cage Warriors champion UK MMA legend Mr Danny Batten how are you sir? Right side listeners yeah got a bit of withdrawal symptoms now it's been a few weeks since we've had any Proper way. MMA going on regards to UFCs and stuff, but yeah, it'll all come to life very, very soon, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's, uh, we did. Um, it's been. It's ended up being a bit of a longer gap for us for between shows as well. I, we normally have like a week, maybe two, but I think it worked out at like nearly three, and it's it's all been a bit confusing. I've got to be honest, I'm not used to it. Yeah. But um, our guest this evening is on a three-fight win streak. Bellator heavyweight, currently ranked fourth in the world, none other. Then Linton, the Swarm Vassell, fresh off a successful 2021. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? Thank you. Great introduction as well. Thank you. Thank you. All <laughs> is good. Like it, mate. All and people will notice. Thanks for having me, nice, boys. People will notice, mate. It's nice and sunny where you are. It it's is not. Sunny. It's not. Not. It's not. It's not. Is it? It looks nice. I don't think it's sunny out there. No, it's not. It's hot, but it's not sunny today. It's lots of clouds. <laughs> so for me, that's not a good day. <laughs> but yes, it is nice, so I can't complain. Yes, that's indeed, me mate. being spoiled, being out here for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I suppose the first place to start, Linton, is um, how do you assess your 2021? And like, how difficult was it with them? Um, you know, the pandemic, Every, everything, everything going on. Yeah, so so frustrating because I was told I was fighting. You know, like maybe February. Obviously, down the months kept going by. Then I finally got a fight in July. I got injured three weeks out, so I felt great going into it. And the funny, the, the weird thing was. I got injured at training, warming up. And it wasn't oh. even nothing too hard I was doing. I was doing the ladder and my back just, just pulled. So um, obviously it would have been nice to have fought in July and then again in December, you know. I haven't been, I haven't been active. Um, Bellator haven't been keeping me active. So it would have been nice to have fought twice. But... We're speaking and hopefully I'll be fighting soon. So once I do obviously get, you know, um, the announcement, contract and stuff, obviously I'll, I'll let you I'll let you boys know. But to get the win after all that, obviously, you know, last year, fighting, not fighting. And to beat, obviously, Tyrell Fortune, you know, top-level wrestler. Everyone was counting me out. Um, like all the, you know, the, the media. How are you going to handle this? How are you going to handle that? But they don't know. <laughs> Danny Batten, they don't know. They don't yeah, you stuck, it, you so. stuck the swarm on him. But right. you, you, when you, you, when you first shot in on him, you know he did defend your takedown, didn't he? Quite solidly, he had a yes. deep under pummel. Yeah, you know, he's quite, he's pretty weighty guy on the hips as well. I see you step right. behind his leg to create a bit of movement, yes. and eventually just sort of smothered him down. So yep. rather than executing what 
would typically be seen as a clean wrestling takedown. You yeah. did what the swarm does, which yes. you just attach so tight to him. You literally just drag down and wore yeah. down on him. Um, was there a time in that fight that you began to realize, hey, I know what the winning formula is? You know, mm-hmm. was there a point when you're like, I've got this guy? Yeah. In, so when I first grabbed him, he did he did defend me right away. But the yeah. way we wrestle over here, yeah. Try, 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 try again. Just you yeah. know, be first and be last. Yeah. So I knew I'd get him down at some point, and it pretty much was after I got him down. I was like. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And and I really thought I was going to finish him in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there was a few times where I had him, you know, obviously um, pretty much wrist ride. Yeah. And he wasn't really defending too much. So I, I feel like I made a mistake in trying to finish it a little bit too early because right. I, thought, I really thought I was going to finish it. And then once I didn't finish it in the first round, then my um, veteran... Instincts came in, <laughs> you know, and I thought, mm. right, I, I've got this fight in a way. I know where, where I can beat him. Just got to be smart now and obviously not get yeah. caught with his um, heavy hands and not do something silly. So, you know, it works in his favour. Um, no, like, after I got the low blow, I was contemplating whether not to carry on because it was, it was deep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but once, you know, once, once I had a little rest and obviously the crowd cheering me on, I couldn't not carry on, you know? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. It's a, it's a nasty one. It was, it was a nasty one. It was. <laughs> I've watched the fight back about 10 times. And then I'm like, oh, oh! Uh, <laughs> how do I, I carry on? So, yeah, I'm, 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 still, I'm still buzzing. Still buzzing from the win. Not gonna lie, yeah, because the thing, you know, that's again, that's the thing now. You, you know, I you, feel you like it's got that great the biggest, win, the biggest, biggest win of my career. Yeah, yeah, and you got three wins in a row now, and yes. and so this has got to be making noises for contention, right? You would, you would think so. You would have thought I'd get my title fight, mm. but we know Bader is fighting Modoski next, so obviously. Yeah. You know, I, I got a step, um, step behind the the champion and the right. interim. So yeah, m- my plan is whoever I got next, beat them. I'm confident. You know, I beat I beat everyone mm. in in the heavyweight division. Then fight for the title. People say, why yeah. don't you wait? But you know, you don't get paid waiting, do you? That's you know, right. That's you the don't thing. get experience yeah, people... waiting. So. People sometimes yeah. don't realise that. You know, what might seem as a as a good sort of like career move to sit and wait, what yeah. people understand is you've got to put food on your yeah. table and things like that. And then if you're if you're out of the out of the cage, not being funny, you are getting rusty. I don't like the long year um, layoff. I've had three fights in three years. Yeah. You know, um yeah, it's it's been good on my body because, you know, I haven't haven't had to you know, take the take the the toll of my body, but obviously, if I'm healthy, then I, I want to be fighting. Yeah. Is there someone in that in that sort of heavyweight in the rankings that you fancy fighting in particular, or are you just ready to fight any any of those top guys? Well, ob- obviously, Bader, Modoski, Fedor. Like Fedor. They're, they're the three. Oh, I'd love you to names, fight Fedor. Like, Fe- you know, Fedor's I'd love you to fight Fedor. Yeah, it'd just be fantastic. You know, regardless of what happens, to say you fought someone of that 
sort of like that legendary status. Yeah. That'd be amazing. But I actually think you, you can beat him all day long. I think yeah. it, it's, you know, you're much, much bigger man. You have some youth on your size. I say yeah. some, because you're not a young man <laughs> I heard, anymore. I heard <laughs> some. I, I, I will not. I will not say nothing. I will not react. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, genetically, obviously, re- well gifted is something that we've never denied. And uh, I just think this will be a fantastic opportunity for you. Yeah. Um, and surely that's got to add something for paydays as well for you, fighting oh, someone uh, uh, you know, of his stature. So yeah, I think that would be, be a good financial move. Yeah. Um, and uh, just a good, I just think it's a win-win all round, um, yeah. you taking a fight like that. Yeah, yeah personally, if, if I had any kind of say-so in where your career went while you're sitting and waiting for your title shot, I think yeah. that is like the perfect waiting fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, Czech, Czech Congo, I think I'd, I'd quite like to see that fight as well. As well, so yeah, we're, we're friends though. Yeah, so, friends, yeah. buddies. That's yeah, that's a uh, I can't be. Yeah, we can't be doing that. You know? And uh, and then hey, them two uh, together, we've been out eating several times together, haven't we? Exactly. And uh, uh, these boys are funny together. Yeah, <laughs> like, my, my, my good good friends, you know. And yeah, you know yeah. the story. When I, when I first came to Bellator, he he was my first friend. Looked yeah. after me, took me in. You know that, and he's I, a colleague like and very ge- generous guy as well, isn't he? Yeah, uh, when, something when different there. We all went out yeah. to eat, and he he paid for everything for everyone. Yeah, it was like wow, times. what what? And you know, didn't really know me in the big scheme yeah. um, compared to someone. But yeah, he looked after everyone there that night yeah. when we all went out together. Quality yeah. guy. He's in. So, I yeah, I got. I really really interested in him. I've seen him in obviously in pro wrestling as well. He's done a bit of that. I, uh, I get him on the show then. Come on. We, we, we waiting for Danny. Come on. Yeah, let's get let's get check on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to him if you want. If you want, want yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, I'll put you put you two obviously in contact. Yeah, um, that'd be Gaz, awesome if we can do that. Gaz has asked you a question straight up in the chat, um, Linton. He said, uh, "How did you end up in the states full time?" So I, I missed. I didn't hear what you said. Sorry. Um, Gaz in the in the YouTube chat has just yeah. said, "How did you end up in the United States full time?" Um, so the story was. I fought Emmanuel Newton, and I really thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat beat this guy. Um, we trained our asses off in it, Danny, for this. Yeah, yeah. We trained everything. It, it didn't go my way. Um, obviously, very disappointed, you know. So it was let, let's try something different. And Danny um, was always saying to me, "Go here, go there." You know, we don't have everything you want here. Go, go to this place, go to that place. So Danny was always, always giving me advice in how to get better and obviously how to get, you know, different training from everyone because one place doesn't have it all. So after that loss, it was like, let's, let, let's do something different. So I hit up um, Black Zillions at the time, I think ATT and another place. And Black Zillions came back to me first. That's the end of the story. Went there one time for two weeks, and uh, I never, never wanted to come back. So that's, exactly. how, that's how the story went. Because it's interesting. Obviously, you're like a Brit out in America, but actually, um, the Bellator European side was quite active over yes. the last in the pandemic. Once they got up and running, they were very active, and it was almost like we saw more of the European cards from a Bellator point of view than we did. The sort of North American and the American. It really one. was, um, yeah. which is obviously it's great. Look, we just want to see these fighters and you guys getting to fight in a 
at the end of the day, you don't get paid if you don't fight. And yeah, and, and I don't fun. know if that was what happened with me because, you know, they didn't put me on the American card. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice if I was in, in Europe, obviously, but yeah. it, it, it's, it's just the way it worked out, you know, yeah. so... It's all good, I suppose. It's all good. At the end of the day, we're just hopefully, touch wood, starting to get back to a, a bit of normality yeah. now and, and things really hotting up. Um, I do, I would like to take you right back to the start, Meg, um, because we've changed up the kind of the layup a bit for the show. Obviously, when you came on before, we did it recorded and we and we sort of talked a bit more generally about, you know, MMA and stuff. And I did want to touch a bit on your, the, the real early days of your career and how, how did you get into combat sports and how old were you? Like way, way back in the day. So Cliff Hall, Danny, one of Danny's good friends and students. Um, does he even train anymore? I don't think he trains them. What does he? He yeah, comes back sporadic. No, no, he comes back sporadic. So yeah. I, again, Cliff Hall's one of my good friends as well. And um, he he was fighting, you know, doing very well at middleweight. And we would always play fight, you know. As boys do, who's who's who can do this? Who can do that? So me and it was funny. It was at my house, at my mum's house back in back in England, and I'd always have the boys over, and we'd always just mess around and play fight, and everyone got matched up, and then as I, I could only get matched up with Cliff, and then um, we started wrestling. I picked him up, and I threw him down to the floor, and then he, he was knocked out. And I'm like, Shit. But Cliff got up. And was like, oh, Cliff, nah, we're done. We're done. Uh-huh. Cliff's like, what happened? And obviously, he wants to carry on. Told him. My mum comes running out of the kitchen. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Stop it. And then Dan- and he was like, you, you have to come to the gym. You have to come to the gym. You have to meet Danny. You have to come to the gym and do what you did now at the gym. But I was like, no, for I, I think even maybe a year or two. I, yeah, I think was it was like, a couple nah, of years. You know, I think interested. it was nearly two years. Yeah. Nearly two not... years Cliff had been saying, I've yeah. got to get this guy Linton down. Honestly, he could be a champion. He could be, yeah. he could be one of the best in the world. He kept on banging on about you. Yeah. I was like, get his ass down. <laughs> and I would never come. I was like, I, I don't want to fight. And then Vincey <laughs> came. And then I, I ended up doing very well. And then I could see Danny eyeing me up. <laughs> <laughs> Danny in the background eyeing me up. And then me and Danny went. I'm like, yeah, I got him. I got him. Throwing Danny around. Danny's like, nah, mate. Nah, let, let's wait. Let's wait. A couple minutes. And then a couple minutes went by. And I just couldn't move no more. So Danny ended up choking me. And then I was like, that's the only back. time. I'm coming back. The only time. Dad. Yeah. yeah. That was fun, though. It was fun. I remember it till today. I was like, yeah, I got him. I got him. And I was like, slower, slower. And you just continue going all around me, getting me in yeah, all these moves. That's right, on the back. I yeah. remember it. And it was up. literally, the, the only time I ever got him was that first training <laughs> session. And he improved so quickly yeah. that that so was, was the last like, of it. I was like, I'm not having that again. That's it. You just went from strength to strength. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I had the great teacher helping me. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, we yeah, had, yeah. We, we had a lot yeah. of fun back then. Yeah, we did. And it was difficult times, you know, when you, you answered the question from Gaz, you know, and a good question of how you ended up in the States. Yeah. You know, uh, we couldn't accommodate for Linton in terms of his athleticism, his size. Yeah. And you got remember times were different then as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just didn't have the, the, the facilities the, the, either, the, the like... facilities or anything. Yeah. It yeah. was a different we, time. Or even, so I, or 
or even um, people to train with. Because remember, that's right. That was the biggest difficulty. Was probably one of the biggest guys that was there, and yeah. then everyone else was probably like welterweights and 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 lower. Yeah, we were more especially of a lightweight once, camp. Especially once um, Total Dojo and Immortal went. Yeah, it, 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 they obviously the team the team shrunk down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think you know it was absolutely a good call. But I've always been quite open with you that yeah, hey, yeah, you always. need to go training elsewhere. Um, otherwise, it was going to do nothing but hold yeah. you back from your potential. So um, it's absolutely think, good move. Oh, Danny doesn't want me. <laughs> 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 but obviously, you know, and I was like, no, I know, I know. I knew what you needed, yeah. and um, and you needed bigger bodies to train with, and um, and and you went and done what I always considered as the correct thing to do, yeah. and um, you know look what's happened since now you you've, yeah. you've become a star in your own right, Thank and you. it's been you know awesome to watch and say hey I started that guy out yeah. you know it was always yeah. a bit of a talking point, um, you know and for some time I'm still coming out doing your corner although times yeah. are very different now what with all the COVID and all sorts oh, of other man. issues but. You know, I still was you know, by his side as long as I could be, as long as it was relevant to do so. So that, that yeah. was also really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm sure we're going to have some good times in the future too. No, it hasn't. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And there'll be another time when, when things do clear up, you'll be back in the corner. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, when, and I haven't even fought in England since 18? Yeah, yeah, it's been a yeah, it's long been, time. It's been a yeah. while, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I know you was going to come over, wasn't you? But you couldn't get over. You was going to come back over and train for a little while and see your yes. family. But there was yes, a hiccup obviously, with that. Obviously, all pandemic and stuff. Yeah. Couldn't fly back. Such a shame. Um, and uh, I was going to come back for Christmas and spend two months. That's right, but yeah. the embassy's closed. So once they open, I can come back. And actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, we was all coming. buzzing. Yeah, we was all buzzing that you was yeah. going to come. I, I, I had the whispers that you're coming. I'm like, oh, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. And uh, But it never happened, unfortunately. I was so gutted. But, yeah, yeah it, it will slow down. I know, I know. Issues I, that I, we're that's having. the thing. It's like, stop this. This pandemic has stopped so much. Yeah, yeah. But Florida's so been quite open, isn't it? You, the, the, yeah, the, Florida's the, open, but it's not, not just Florida. It's everywhere else. Yeah. So, like, if I would have flown back to England, I would have been stuck because the embassy is closed and my visa right. has expired. Right. Um, so as long as the embassy is open, I can come back and then they just stamp it. Yeah. But because it's closed, I'll, I'll be there till it, it's open pretty much. And that right. could be months and months on end. Sure. So yeah. it, it didn't make sense me being sort of stuck. Yeah. While I have obviously a house here and obviously, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Craig says, um, does that mean you haven't seen Danny's obviously new facilities in the place, the BST? You've been no, there? No, you I have. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I've been back many a times. So I, I was even back last year. Not last year. Yeah, 20, before. Before, before, yeah, before 20, the pandemic. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 2020. Um, I was back for December. Um, so I've seen, I've seen B, um, obviously, BST. Yeah. I'm guessing, obviously, over the last year, it has... You know, obviously, much more work has been done to it. Yeah. Um. Because remember when I was there, I know 
a lot, lot more things had to be done. The bathrooms weren't hundred percent finished. Yeah, yeah. He wanted That's more done, stuff yeah. done. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to come and see. Obviously, another year of, yeah. of, of how much forward you've gone. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I like it. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that like obviously both yourself, Linton, and and Danny, um, experienced guys in terms of the fight game, and things have moved on massively in terms of facilities and the things that are available to fighters now in terms of like you look at even just some of the UK fighters who've come out with the UFC or with Bellator or even with one championship over the last couple of years you've come out to the States and you see them training with various top teams around around the country and it's only going to improve their skill sets but in you know training with different different coaches different teams stuff like that that wasn't available to, you know, when Danny was fighting, yeah. that wasn't um, available. And with you, like your experienced fighter, like, have you noticed a difference in the quality of fighting generally over the sort of maybe the last five or six years? I, ha- I have. Um, not so many people are just one dimensional now. Mm. I, I, that's, that's one of the biggest things I've, I've noticed. A lot of, a lot of athletes here, know you know either the striking and ground or vice versa they might be obviously be better at one discipline but they're but they're good at both where i felt like before back in the day you'd use only really good at one thing if you was a striker that's all you was really good at and you'd get submitted and in the same if you was a grappler and you couldn't get them down you're probably gonna get knocked out you know and i felt like it was that way for a long long while now I feel like times have changed so much, not Ooh. just with the training, um, not just with the um, obviously the fighting part, but like with the training part, obviously strength conditioning. Um, that's a big, big part of it as well. Compared to what I used to do back in the day, to now it's it's so different. It's so different. For the better, though. I, I even I remember yeah, the game here. I was like. What the session's finished? Like we did like thirty-five, forty minutes. I'm like, I'm used to doing an hour and and more, but they're like, nah, because you got training tomorrow. So obviously, you don't need to break yourself down every day. Yeah. Where I thought if you didn't, if I wasn't, if I wasn't exhausted every day, I, I had I had a bad session. But that's how I used to think. But I, I know that's not the case. I guess you learn a bit more about as well. I think not only the facilities and the and the ability to train with other teams, but yeah. also um, I think things like sports science and nutrition and that sort of stuff. All that knowledge in combat sports generally has progressed massively, haven't it, over the years? So it's a bit more like you say. Whereas back maybe back in the day, you would have trained till you dropped sort of thing yeah whereas now you know it's maybe that's not the way to go and things like that but it's only a good thing at the end of the day i think of course um, it is and and, and, your, and your body's not not getting t- bumps getting beaten up as much yeah, yeah where i think i had to hit hard every every time and spar really hard grapple really hard do 10 rounds here 20 rounds there yeah, some days it's it's great to do it, but every day, obviously, you can't. Hundred percent. You know, yeah, it, it, I, it catches up with you after a while. Yeah, I say to uh, well, I say, I say to quite a lot of guests, like when your um your job is to get punched in the face every day, like it's going to take its toll. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's, that's just the way it is. And I think um, it's about being clever about it and saving those big hits for the big exactly, fights. Exactly, yeah. And... Well, you didn't want to take him in the fight, but yeah, save him. Yeah, you know what fight. I mean, though. Because now yeah. I only spar really once a week. All right, okay. Yeah, where before, obviously, it was twice. I think in back in England, it was three times, right? Yeah, yeah, we should have yeah. been number three. Um, so what I'll do, obviously, fight camp, I'll step it up. But when I'm out of camp, I'll, I'll sometimes I won't even spar. You know, just obviously it's, it's that you don't want to, you know, yeah. get that. that scrambled anymore than it needs <laughs> to be. <Yeah. laughs> so, what would um, like, what would your general week consist of then? Like, if you're not in fight camp, just a general week. Um, so I'm not in fight camps usually maybe once or even even twice sometimes a day. So Monday will be just MMA drills. And then Monday, that's at 10 o'clock for like an hour, hour 20 minutes. The evening will be Henry's kickboxing class. We'll do um, kickboxing drills. Um, that's about an hour as well, maybe hour 20. And then Tuesday morning is sparring. It could range anything from just boxing couple of rounds kickboxing and mma so he sort of tricks your body and it's not always five minute rounds um so we could do 10 three minute rounds you mm-hmm. know or we could do like five fives um just depends on obviously um how he, how he feels um and then maybe take the evening off it's do do as you please in the evening it's show up and welcome something you like um yeah, run a, run a few errands, take the time off, you know, go see, see some friends or something. And then Wednesday is wrestling um, in the morning. Um, Wednesday afternoon, two hours after, is um, strength conditioning. And then that's how the week sort of goes. Tuesday, um, Thursday is like Tuesday, and then Friday is like Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what about like... Uh like nutrition and stuff obviously you're a heavyweight yeah like what sort of uh what sort of calories and food do you take on generally per day so i i, I don't work on calories i just eat when i'm okay. hungry um I eat pretty good now and then have my cheap meals um but yeah pretty much eat a good four to five meals a day try and add in my my smoothies and stuff like that um and yeah, I just get my cheat meals in in moderation. You know, some yeah, yeah. days must, you can have. It must be so much nicer now because I remember when you used to do like heavyweight. I mean, you was yeah, a massive was light heavyweight. Hard. Yeah, you were so so specific miserable. on what you were. Yeah, yeah miserable but it must be well nice now that you can yeah. relax a little more. And and I would personally not do things because I'm like, well, I've got to cut weight, so I can't come to dinner. I can't do that. Where now mm. it's it's so different. You know, yeah. I, can, I can go out and do do things and not worry what, how much I weigh. And as long as I'm not, you know, overeating and I'm coming in at two, like 250 pounds, something like that, like 109 kilos, 110 kilos, that's too heavy. Mm-hmm. So I try and stay about 108 kilos. Yeah. Good stuff. I like it. I'm interested in it at the moment. Yeah. Obviously and then keep that to... cardio up as well. I, yeah. I just finished Ooh. swimming. So I do my swimming, do my bikes, skipping, um, all that kind of, you know, explosive and, mm. you know, um, length training. Mm. I can't run as much no more. The old knees, you know. Yeah, old know knees, that. back, ankles. 
Uh, Gaz says, what do fighters generally think of interim titles? I like them if the champ is not active. But what I would like better is to strip the champ and then there's no interim. But I understand that if the champ's not busy, then, yeah, make an interim title. Um, personally, I would want to be a, a world champion than an interim because I, I, it's just the word interim is not world, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So everyone would say, oh, you're an interim champion, not the world champion. So it's, it's good for when champs aren't active, but obviously the real, the real deal... Is what I want. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird one. I I know what you mean yeah. about like if fighters aren't um, active and stuff like that. Yeah, you can see why they create but, yeah, an injury. I'd understand if someone's injured. Yeah, then okay, you're, you're injured. That's okay, you know. Then I'll interim. But if you're if you're like if you're just not fighting or doing other things, then. You need to, need to come on, take the title off you, or or something needs to happen. You need to just come back mm. in and start fighting. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I was, um, I didn't like the fact that they created uh, the Cage Warriors interim title. And oh, they of, did. Yeah, with Jordan was the champion, and then yeah. um, he got he was injured, and but it wasn't like a. It wasn't a long term one, Danny, was it? And I think yeah. it was almost. I I felt like it was almost like. They just wanted to make the Cherrier versus Paul Hughes fight a bit bigger. Probably, yeah, probably. But yeah, I didn't think it was needed. They could yeah. have just made it a number one contenders match and beyond. Yeah, it. Like, there we it go. That, that could it. have been cool. Yeah, especially if he wasn't injured for long. Yeah, I just yeah, felt man. like it was just adding a title to the mix, which didn't need yeah. to be added. Like Jordan was so, clearly the champion. They probably these guys were the contenders. Mm. And yeah, then, and now they right. can do champ versus champ. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what they'll put. That's what they'll. That's what they'll say. Yeah, and I just, I think, like you say, there's a dead. There's certain scenarios where it's okay, but there's also s plenty of scenarios and examples where it probably wasn't needed. Yeah, and it's kind of just adds a bit of confusion. But it yeah. also, like you say, it does create almost like these unification and these super fights, which does make them a bit bigger. So exactly. you can see that side of it as well. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I just um. I don't know whether I'm a traditionalist in my own old age or what. <laughs> I like the. Uh, I like. We it. know it's what just... we like. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? Um, is there anyone like below you in those heavyweight rankings which you've got your eye on, or you think is has impressed you, or anything like that, sort of coming up behind, um, or do you solely focused on yourself? Obviously, so it's, I'm not solely focused on myself. I still see see the rankings. But my teammate, monster of a man, six eight, Stephen Murray. Yeah, he's, he's ten great. and zero, isn't he? Ten and zero, ten and zero, mate. He's 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 coming yeah. up the rankings fast. Yeah, but we 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 said never, never. Yeah. Like yeah. we came here pretty much the same time, been roommates. Sometimes it's just been me and him. Like no other like heavyweights have come in or people have left the gym, whatever. But me and him sometimes for about for about four probably years solid. So uh, you can understand, you know, that. So not that I'm not gonna fight each other, but he is is making moves. Ten and oh, big, strong, young guy. You know. Yeah. I, I'm, I can see him just 
causing more damage than he already is doing. Yeah. So. And six for eight as well. Jeez. Yeah, it's like mate. the boxers, it's isn't eight, it? Eight, seriously. It, some of the heavyweight boxers, they're getting up to ridiculous sizes now, aren't they? Yeah. Like six, six, seven, six, nine is not unusual to see. No, no. You know, it's so like... What, what's Fury? Six, nine? Six, nine. Six, yeah. Nine. And then Wilder's six... Six, seven. See? Joshua's six, the shortest seven. out of them too. It's six five, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, that, six, that used five, to be big. Six, yeah, yeah, it's insane. That's, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, when Lennox Lewis was really big, being six five, yeah, he, he, would, he would tower over most people. Yeah, uh, so and then what, what the Klitschko's? That's six seven as well. Six seven. So his fury yeah. is the biggest. Yeah, giant. I mean, giant. sure. I mean, where does it end? <laughs> It's he, just he, ridiculous. He, he won't, yeah, there'll be, there'll be more to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there'll how do you find training with someone with that height? You know, I, I take it he's probably got a reach. Oh, I don't know. You've got a pretty hefty reach, haven't you? What yeah, are you 81? I've got good reach, but even when I'm sparring with Steve, I have to reach to get his head. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or I have to go to the body or something, you know, because yeah. I'm obviously the one using the one the tallest yeah. and hitting everyone lower. But yeah, his 6'8 is a big, big difference. <laughs> you think you think four inches in a lot? It's massive. No, mate. I know. I don't. I know. I used to spy MMA with you. I mean, what was I thinking? <laughs> I used to actually spy yeah. MMA with this guy, and I, I was know, a featherweight. <laughs> like, come here, Daddy. You're like, yeah. no, come here. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, it was like playing kiss time. chase, and it was the ugly girl trying to get you. <laughs> I was just running away the whole time. Good memories, though, man. Yeah, Good yeah. Good it's um that I, I said to Danny actually just before you joined us. Um, yeah, like, that Bellator heavyweight division all of a sudden looks so much stronger than it did probably it, yeah. five six years ago. Like there's a few killers in there, and like there's a few guys who've not appeared from nowhere, but uh, you know they're on a bit of a tear. There's yeah. uh, Steve Mowry, like you mentioned, you got yeah. uh, Davion Franklin who's four and zero. And then even at, down at ten, you got um, Sarkam, who's like six, six, six and one, I think. So yes. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of uh, there's plenty of bodies in there, all fighting for the same thing. Exactly. And I think um, you're positioned nicely, though, Linton, fourth below below the legend. Yeah. So I think um, as we said earlier, we all want to see that fade or fight, mate. I think. Yeah. That's the, and of you know, um, hopefully it'll happen one time. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be know, incredible. So... Um, I, 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 I know they're saying he's got one more fight. I don't think he has. Yeah, I don't you think he can leave it. Like, oh, he's going to retire, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think. I don't. I just got a feeling that he won't retire soon. Nah, probably not. And he's still just winning. had a win. He just yeah. won, you know, so. Yep. Yeah, I think, will he retire on, like, want to go out on a, on a high note? I don't know. And it's, I don't know. I just think he'll go and go and go, me. I just think... Yeah, like, that's doing, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's just one of those guys. You know, if, if you're winning, there. you're sort of like, well, I'm winning. So what, what am I stopping for? And yeah. I, and he must have his eye on the belt. He must have his eye on the belt. Yeah. Like, who doesn't want do to be Bellator champ? Yeah, and, and to pull it off at 45 years yeah. old is just, like, yeah. insane. And and where is he? Is he third? Right? He's, third, he's, right? Just, yeah, he's third. just one above yeah. him. See, there we go, then. So it's like... Yeah. You know, yeah, that's insane. It's the fight to make. That's the fight to make. Hopefully, someone's watching. You can make that yeah. fight because I want to see. It. <laughs> um, 
Uh, right, Linton, what I would like to do, uh, mate, is as we sort of uh, finish off and let you go about your day, uh, we play something called a one-word game. So I give you a list of names from combat yep. sports, and uh, you just say the first thing which comes to mind when you hear that name. doesn't matter okay. what it is. Just whatever comes to mind when you hear that name. Um, right then, uh, Linton Vassell, the one-word game. First name on the list. He's a big boy himself. Uh, Tyson Fury. Legend. Interesting. Uh, Canelo Alvarez. Mm, 100. Interesting. Uh, Jake Paul. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> you can swear if you want to. With Jake Paul, he's doing exactly what he needs to do to get to get the names, to get the publicity, to get the fame, the money, everything. That's why I said ha, because I'm not hating yeah. on him. I don't like, I don't hate him. Ha, like, well done, bruv. Yeah, well yeah, he's, he's making it all happen, isn't he? To be a YouTuber, to get all the numbers and then to get to fight Woodley and then to knock him out clean, fair play, bruv. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, Woodley, Woodley's an interesting one. Before, sorry, just to interrupt, yeah. but Woodley, yeah. what the hell happened to his career? He, he was doing great, and all of a sudden, he just Top don't of know. The world became, yeah, it was after he won the belt, then that was it. Yeah, I don't know whether he that was, whether it just satisfied him, and then yeah. I don't know whether something changed in his training or had nothing else more to chase, but he just don't seem the fighter he was. Yeah. Bizarre, really yeah. bizarre. It's a difficult one. We'll come back to it now. Um, Ryan Bader, current heavyweight champion of the world in Bellator. He's next. I'm watching you, Brian. I'm watching you, mate. You're next, mate. You want to get him. Uh, Paddy the Baddy Pimblet. Interesting. Definitely that. Interesting. Because, again, he just jumped on the scene. I know he's been around, jumped on the scene, and all this hype, and he's yeah, delivering. Yeah. So, yeah, he's. Um, I saw he was uh, uh, Diego Sanchez is taking a real uh, dislike to him on social media. Yeah, and uh, hasn't he retired? Had... I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. I thought. I thought, I, I thought... I, he might have. I thought he had. He probably. I, I thought he had. Yeah. But but it just seems to be that he's getting everybody's attention. At the yeah, end of the he, has, day. he is. And as a guy who's coming up, that's what you want, isn't it? Is you want all these different people yeah. calling you. You, you want everyone talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone talking, and he's doing it and doing it right. He's he's good with his social media as well. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah. Apparently he's fighting Cowboy in uh, yeah, March. Is. That is, that's going to be a good fight. Yeah. yeah, that is. Um, I mean, Cowboy is quite a bit bigger than him, naturally. Yeah, he is. But I, I, I feel like Pat Paddy will get the job done. Yeah, yeah he's got to keep his hands up. That's the thing. He's, yeah. Uh, and funny enough, someone's just said that in the chat. I think huh. 
Um, but I think also yeah. he'll he's got a good team around him, next generation, and they would have seen that for the first time he did get caught in his debut in the UFC. But he also, you know, just went through it and did his thing. Yeah. But yeah. he's so but surprisingly. Um, didn't he admit that he had some nerves? He admitted yeah. it, sort of thing. Oh yeah, it's, too, isn't it? yeah. it's a long time coming. I think, I think that's all that was down to, you know, largely. Although because I do think there can be improvements in his striking. You got all that hype against him now, so that mm. extra pressure. Which yeah, you know, everyone's watching. You're this. You, you said that you can do this. You can do that. So yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna have to obviously be on be on your best best it performance. Was interesting. Someone yeah. um, on someone. On Facebook, I think it was some guy said to me. I said, um, uh, "Cowboy will just take Paddy down and he'll tap him out in like thirty seconds." Hmm. And I was just like, "Have you never watched a, like Paddy the Paddy fight?" I can tell you haven't by just saying that. Yeah, well, I, what he said. in my opinion, if it goes to grappling, that Paddy would yeah. probably be more End up sub likely subbing to him or something. Him. Yeah, mate. Some incredible submissions. I think yeah. Cowboy's more likely to catch him and knock him out than he is. And, and, and that's the thing. Uh, I've seen Cowboy fight so many times. He has a submission game, but he's a striker. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's predominantly a striker. Although he can wrestle some as yeah. well. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a well-rounded character, and exactly. um, you know yeah, a lot of people just associate him as a striker, but yeah. he can grapple. He's knocking everyone but, out. Yeah, yeah, but that said, you know, he's not someone that just, just you know, hunts mm. for the subs. I would say, yeah. you know, on the ground, Paddy would edge it on the ground, regards yeah. potentially putting it away with a submission. It's a, bit, it's a big name for Paddy. If he goes in there and he taps him out in or knocks him out in a minute, wow. suddenly, yeah. even though yeah. it's only his second fight, because of all the other stuff which has gone with it and the deals he's signed and all this, because he's all the, all that a big, hype. Yeah, a big name real. in it for your second fight in. So it's going to be interesting. You got to remember, like not long ago, uh, Cowboy was fighting Conor McGregor, and now I know Paddy, 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 second fight in. So yeah, yeah, that was what maybe two years ago. Yeah, something yeah. like that. No, two, three years. Two, three years. Two, three years. Was, was it in COVID era? I think it was. Yeah, it was. It? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, last couple of names: Dana White, Money. Money, yeah. <laughs> love, love uh, money, man. That's it. Money, bro. Pay people. Pay more Conor McGregor. Oof. I don't know with this guy. Like, I'm going to say disappointed. Because he, he came out amazing. And then now he's just turning into the horrible person. Mm-mm. Just, I, yeah. um, well, I don't know what's happening with him. Just beating it's up all spiraled, people, it? smashing it's up stuff, out of control, like yeah. disrespecting your wife. Like, man, yeah, you're disrespect. Like, mm. get numbers and views, but come on, man, that's someone's wife, and you're shouting yeah. she's in your DMs and stuff. Like, yes, yeah, weird what's happened with him. Yeah. Money, mate, changes people when, like, there's money and there's money, and yeah. like the amount of money that he made from Doesn't the Mayweather make you, fight, you know, yeah, that, 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 un, that un, money for the Mayweather fight was like, I don't know, it's, it's difficult to put into words, like, how much money, how much difference that yeah. is to just your run of the mill 
having like a successful MMA career and being the champion and being the face of the UFC. He could have done all that and still maybe not earned as much as he earned from that one fight yeah. with Floyd Mayweather. And I just think it's probably gone to his head a little bit. I don't know. Oh, it, no, um, it, it has gone to the head. He smashed up that bus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, yeah, that was man. insane. That was insane. That's a, that's a hooligan. Yeah. yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Like, I just think he's going to go one or two ways. I think he's either going to retire or he's going to find, find you know, you know why? again. Because he's got too much pride to retire. Obviously, especially, especially losing to um, Dustin. Yeah, twice. And yeah. he's like, I didn't lose, you know. Yeah. But he's like, got to he's really, got to come back really with win. that fire, haven't he? He's got to have so the he's same already fire. Saying he wants that rematch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he wants to fight everyone, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he wants then, to fight everyone. And you last... know what? He, he will get it. And you seen the the um, the posts of them saying him versus Oliveira will be a good fight. Yeah. What? Watch him get that fight. Yeah, that's insane. Though, isn't it's, it? it's, it's, he's just name. jumping the queue. Yeah, just jumping the queue. Don't like that. Interesting. Um, and then the last name on the list is Fedor. What do you yes, think? Please. Of what you think I know you said one yeah. word, but please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give please. me a... Let's go. <laughs> but obviously legend, but please, yeah, let's 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 get this. Yeah. It's interesting. There's, um, there's a lot of... Um, because of COVID and, and everything which has gone on, we've been in many ways deprived of yeah. big cards which would have happened not necessarily in the UFC but in other like Bellator you mentioned haven't been yeah. as active as what we would have wanted one championship has had to ca- cancel some big events they've, they've released a lot of people as well yeah, yeah. I, yeah. We, um, I interviewed um, Tharn Lee and Gary Toonan because they were fighting for the t- uh, featherweight title on December whatever it was 16th or something and I'd yeah. interviewed them and I had it all ready. And then they, they cancelled the event because of COVID. And like that mm. fight was built up for over a year of just wow. promos and like that. Yeah. And it'd then be just, an awesome fight. And they've just, they moved just it. it. And yeah, it's frust- it is frustrating, I got to say. But hopefully. Like, the rules over there are, are crazy. You have to be out there two weeks before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quarantine in your room. You can't be with the coach, even though you come together. So you have to be separated, like quarantined. Can only train with each other, I think, an hour. Like one hour in the morning, I think, an hour in the evening, and then you both got to go back. Uh, that makes sense, doesn't it? That, that does not make sense make no at sense, all. But, yeah, that's... So illogical. Yeah. And that's not, you know, have a, guard, not a way to prepare for a big fight, is it? Yeah, to make sure you don't do nothing. Yeah. Well, that's weird. But, yeah, that is... That's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, like... If you're doing that and you're preparing for a championship fight, that's not ideal, is it? Like, no. you want to be if you come with your, your manager or trainer, that's you two can be together, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it don't make no sense. You travel together, you should, yeah. actually, you, know, you should be able to be in a room together, and especially if you can train and then be separated again, just stay yeah, together. The, no you know? logic in it at yeah. whatsoever. You, you, I could only imagine you going crazy. In your room, yeah, by yourself, you can't leave. You're quarantined, yeah. I'll be like, I'm not fighting, man. Yeah, so we release me and let me go somewhere else. (laughs) 
You know? sent, yeah. It's a weird one. I, yeah. I'm hoping that, that that fight is it was it was initially for December, early December. Now I think it's January, but I just hope they they do it because it's going to be a great fight. Yeah. Um, and they and they've got some phenomenal fighters on their cards, like we had Mighty Mouse on and stuff like that, and yeah. like you know, like top top level fighters who they've pried away from other promotions for whatever reason. So you know they've got. Uh, an incredible roster of guys. They put on incredible fights, but they just not active. No. And I think fighters are going to be getting frustrated. Like it's okay for the ones who've got their own uh, facilities and all this yeah. sort of stuff, where they're you know they're working every day, training people yeah. and doing this. But not all fighters have got that. Some no. fighters need to fight to get get those things. And I think. Well, one of my friends, Antonio Caruso, yeah, he was in the same boat as you say just then. <clears throat> Hasn't fought in maybe a year and a half now. But he's it, it's been released now. Finally got released. Um, but he was in, in that in that boat as well. Can't earn no money if you're not fighting. Looking for yeah. fights, but just not getting it. Yeah. So it's um, hard. It's hard. Uh, no filter MMA said. Um, the women's divisions in Bellator are suffering a lot in the due to you know in the COVID era, if you like. Yeah. Um, I think it's general. What to, um, what do you make of Chris Cyborg? Um, she's what been I think very of her? vocal. So you know, well, just she's been very vocal since um, what's her name? Uh, Amanda Nunes lost the other day. Oh, um, has she? The other week, yeah. She's been like, I noticed like she was in the comments of like. Yeah, I, I saw videos about and that. stuff, and and Amanda Nunes, and I was like, "What? What did she say?" Just so, give she it showed, showed one, about, yeah, she was saying something about you know, give me a call, Dana. Yeah, things like that. But then she did when someone put on there, but didn't she? You know, beat your ass before it goes. I would, I didn't want to fight there anyway. I'm just kidding. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah, obviously, she probably. Obviously, hurt, but hurt because she got yeah, she lost to yeah. her. Yeah. So she obviously wanted to say something to sort of maybe get yeah. people talking. You know what social media's like. Yeah. You, people people want people want yeah. you to talk about them. So maybe all she wanted was people to react and. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's with Bellator, the other ones with UFC. Yeah. I don't think how they, how they're gonna fight. You know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think that women's featherweight division in Bellator, I think, looks really good. You've got, obviously, like he said there, um, Kat Zingani, who um, yeah. looks like she could be next for Cyborg. Uh, yeah, got, I like, don't know what... I, I just don't know. You. They're doing them um, Leah McCourt versus uh, Sinead Kavanagh. That, oh, uh, yeah? I can't wait for that. I think that's going to be such That'd a good, be a good fight. fight. yeah. Yeah, I just I don't think I don't know whether Captain Zagano can win. She, I think she's just too small, too small naturally. Cyborg's yeah. just too big and strong. I think. Yeah, I I, th yeah, I think I mean she's yeah. got the talent and the skills to do it if she can get her to the ground. But yeah, I know I'm not so sure. I know. I understand the difference. Cyborg is so physically, you know, strong, strong yeah. like genetically she unusual. Walks through, she? Yeah. she walks through everyone, other than Amanda Nunes. She has just walked through everyone. Who's yeah. trying to yeah, get near her? Zagano, she'd have to use her grappling. I've not seen anyone yeah. put a grappling clinic on Cyborg. Never. No, same. No. Uh. But is that because she just walks through it and she just. Um, 
Well, she can wrestle some. She could grapple. She could grapple as well. She 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 just never had to rely on that grappling. And I think she's so physically strong to these girls. Get off me, like yeah, shorts them off. You know, she's she's able to throw them off probably a lot easier than any other girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some girls quick grab them, take them down, and you know, yeah. Yeah. No filter MMA said he thinks the difference with Cat to the other girls is that. She won't engage on the feet, but I think yeah, she'll just shoot with with cyborg. She is so big and so strong that she's whether she can do this to Kazingano is another thing. But what exactly. she has done so often is she she's she's decided where the fight's going to go. Yeah, um, and she will but, if she, you know if she wants to walk through, she wants to knock you out, she'll do it, mm. and you kind of don't have a say in it because yeah. of her yeah. size and her strength. Yeah. But, I do think but it would be um, an interesting fight. Credit for her skill set, mind. It's not yeah, just yeah. because she's big and strong. Yeah, just a lot of it is because she's big and strong. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one part of it. Obviously, she's so obviously she's got the attributes to do it, physical mm. attributes. But I feel like most girls will grab her. And be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's shot. Oh damn! Like she ain't moving. Yeah, mm. and then probably probably end up panicking, especially when they get. Yeah. Yeah, especially some of those younger girls as well, um, like Leah McCourt and stuff. You know, whether when they get the got their hands on her and then they realise, oh, she 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 ain't moving. It's how you deal with it mentally. Then exactly. you've got to yeah. stick with it. Kazingan, who is obviously vastly vastly experienced. Yeah, maybe she yeah. has got and, the. And again, she could surprise yeah. us. She could take her down straight yeah. away. And, she and, she could get down early. Yeah, that could be interesting then. Exactly. Yeah, I'd be, uh, be looking forward to it. Right, uh, Ben is waiting in the wings. Linton, as ever, mate, absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you, you boys. Us, mate. Really enjoyed thank it you, again. Thank you, boys. It's, uh, Started off at 222 with a bang. That's awesome. it. it was <laughs> nice to see your face, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> miss you, mate. Miss yeah, miss you, you too, Linton. Uh, we, we'll be hooking up soon later this year. I have no yes, doubt about 100%, that. Somehow, some ways. So, as soon as I can yeah. come back, Obviously, I'll, let, you yep. know, I'll be down in the gym and everything. We'll hang out. Yeah. Um, again, yep. Simon, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again. Speak Keep soon. training. Be safe. I will yes. do, boys. One love. See you later. Take it easy, my friend. Thank you. And just like that, we'll bring in the man himself for the first time this year, Mr. Ben Doherty. How are you, my friend? How's it going, guys? Uh, first yeah, question right, Is it okay with headphones? Yeah, um, yeah, no, they're right. Seems right. Yeah, but I was, yeah, as long as the sounds okay for you, because I noticed last week for some reason it was a bit quiet. Your audio to me, so yeah, um, no, it's um, it's not too bad. Yeah, we, yeah, we can hear you all nice and uh, nice and clear and stuff. So it's uh, it's all good, as it were. Um, cool. Good Christmas and New Year, my friend. Yeah, it, it was okay. I mean, it's obviously because I don't drink. It's not the the, the more traditional kind of celebrating that some people get into um sometimes i do wonder why do we have to do this you know we've done it for 2000 odd years so we try something different this year but it, might, it never gets supported so christmas it is mate you know <laughs> yeah, yeah i, I mean, love christmas <laughs> danny's yeah, like Mr. Danny christmas it just yeah. feels a bit danny like everything goes on hold and when you're yes. you know, self-employed and in the personal training business, all the work dries up. It starts dropping out in December. People start canceling yeah. because they're going to office parties and stuff and they think, sod it. I mean, January is always great, of course, traditionally, because you know why? The New Year's resolutions and time mm-hmm. to get rid of 
any you know the, the, the excess gains they feel are made but it does feel a little bit like things are on hold and when you go to visit family i remember there's why i don't do certain things that i do you know that they do in my life like watch mainstream tv or coronation street and stuff like that it's good to remind yeah, yourself why you live the life you you live as an adult and you don't necessarily have to do certain things so that was good yeah <laughs> Spot on. Um, it's been a, an, an, an obviously there hasn't been any fights, but there's been plenty of uh, of news and different things going yeah. on in the world of boxing. Um, one article which or caught my eye the the other day was um, what it was so basically what's next for Deontay Wilder, um, and the three fights which came up were Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, or Usyk. Um, is there any of those names which stick out for you, and and who would you like to see uh, Deontay Wilder I fight? The, I think the Joshua fight is a good fight. Um, that would be it. Won't happen, I, I'd imagine, for obvious reasons. But that would be a great fight to make right now. You know, if if you were able to steer Usyk um, and Fury towards each other, I know Dylan White's you know got his um mm. is in the queue, and there's certain wranglings going on there, which no doubt we will address, but. But, you know, Wilder and Joshua was a big fight. It was it, At one point, it seemed to be a bigger fight almost than Fury and Joshua, you know, when when Fury was sidelined, you know, whatever. And they were talking about it an awful lot about three or four years ago. Um, and and Eddie Hearn was just saying, we made them offers, you know. And I mean, he was very keen to make that fight in particular. And uh, there were the usual kind of claims and counterclaims about who it was that was ducking who and who was holding it up. And I think, I think Joshua Wilder is still a very intriguing fight, isn't it? Because they're both showing their vulnerabilities, both big punchers. Wilder is like a, you know, he's historic, an historically huge puncher, whatever limitations he might have. So I think that's that's a, a good fight. I mean, I think Andy Ruiz, Andy Ruiz is an interesting fight against anybody if he gets himself in, in you know, on song again and, and in some sort of shape again because. They're talking, as you probably heard, that he may still fight Fury in, in March or April if they can't hammer out this deal with the mandatory WBC challenger, Dylan White. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Sure, I mean, I think Wilder Ruiz is, is an interesting fight. I think it's interesting to see how much Wilder has got left. Tyson Fury the other day was talking about his trilogy and he said, as great as the fights were and as much as lucrative as they were, he said, those they take years off your life, was the way he put it. <laughs> And, I, and I'd be interested to see how much it's taken out of both of them, you know, going forward, particularly Wilder, who was the loser of the of the, of the last couple of fights, you know. Um, Usyk, I mean, it's still intriguing, yes. I mean, all of those, I think it's still interesting to see where, if Deontay Wilder wanted to retire, I wouldn't quarrel with, with his logic. And I would like to see him get out, even though he's made insensitive comments over time about wanting to kill a man in the ring and all the rest of it. Um, I'd, I would, I'd like to see him get out, you know, with his marbles and, and his finances intact. But, but I, yeah, it's interesting. Either one of them, Joshua is the one, though, I think that, that would be the, would be the fight. Joshua, as you know, is going into a fight with Usyk, although there's no rematch date announced yet. But it very much looks like that's the way they're going to go. It also looks like Joshua is going to get a new trainer. He's obviously working with other guys as we speak, but he hasn't announced it yet. But um, and did the I thing see is, him I think fighting? Uh, we're sorry to interrupt you, Ben. Did I see Joshua working with Mayweather the other day, or did I imagine that? Did I see Floyd was Floyd, Floyd has offered his services many times, and they obviously friendly. Uh, you know, I think we first saw him look like he was making overtures towards Anthony after the Pulev fight. You know, with the the limited crowd they had right in the middle of the first kind of COVID thing. Yeah. Um, 
And he, he's offered to help Joshua on many occasions. And, and the thing is, we know it's not for money. Floyd doesn't need money, does he? No. So we know it, it's a genuine offer that he that he would he would like to help and that he would find it an interesting challenge, whatnot, you know. Um, and he, there, there was... Joshua has been training in a gym in Dubai where Chris Eubank Jr. has also been training. And there was a the picture the other day of Joshua working the bag with Floyd Mayweather looking on. So he might be, you know, sticking his um, you know, dimes worth in. I know that Anthony Joshua's been working with a guy called I think his name's Anthony Chill Wilson, who I hear from other guys in the business that they say he's a good, good trainer who knows what he's doing. Because you do you know what you, Danny probably recognises this from the world of MMA as well. You don't always need a massive CV and a resume in training. Sometimes there is an element of luck involved. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And the trajectory you get off that first great fighter or that you know mainstream big name, mm. sometimes you get guys who are quite obscure who are really good coaches, and and if you give them the opportunity, they they will show that they can shine in that role. So you know, like I say, Anthony Chill Wilson is the name that I've been hearing, but who knows? I mean, he's worked with a bunch of guys. Um, and you well, mentioned obviously, uh, you mentioned uh, Joshua and the mandatory challenger being uh, Dylan White. Um, he was. Something to do with the purses, I think, was decided. What's the latest with that regarding all that okay. palaver? I'll try and break it down as quickly as and, and clearly as I can, but bearing in mind it's a situation that doesn't make sense at, at the best of times. Dylan White is the mandatory challenger for Fury's WBC heavyweight title, right? Yeah. Now, in this era of, of belt obsession he's not just the number one contender or the mandatory challenger he is something called the interim WBC champion. Now the significance of that, it's it's a fancy kind of inflated status for the number one contender but the significance of it is you can charge a sanctioning fee for the belt. You can't charge a sanctioning fee to be the number one contender can you because there's nothing, there's no hardware that you can offer them that they say well you've got to pay for it you know because it costs however many thousands it costs. So that's why they do interim champions, so they can charge more sanctioning fees. That you know, the sanctioning bodies love belts and they proliferated them to a point where it really is, you know, getting beyond it's gotten beyond ridiculous by the twenty first century. So now here's the thing. As the interim champion, supposedly their rules state that he is entitled to a forty five, fifty five percent split in in Fury's favour, right? In favour of the champion. But they also say this that is a possibility for the interim champion. That is the high end for the interim champion. He might get 45% of the pot, right? Um, they also suggest it might be 70-30. That's the range for interim um, challengers, uh, you know, sorry, interim champions who are mandatory challengers. 70-30, between 70-30 and 45-55. I've never heard it can be... I do believe there's a discretionary aspect where they, where they can, at their discretion, they can suggest something else, which they have done. They've, they've said, based on the fighter's drawing power um, commercially and, and their previous earnings running up to this, that that split shall be 80-20 in Fury's favour. Dylan White and Eddie Hearn are arguing the toss with that. They're pressing for the 45%. And if they don't get that, they obviously want more than the 20%. And they said, if and, they, and they, 
they're petitioning both the WBC directly and also in arbitration with the WBC. So they're they're appealing to the WBC and the arbit and the arbitrator, depending which which one you know pays off uh, for them if that's the case. And then if they get forced to fight for eighty twenty, then then Eddie Hunter, they're still going to Matchroom will still bid for the fight aggressively for the fight he said in the last forty eight hours. And they'll bid based on what they think that fight is worth. So they basically said they will, if they have to like it or lump it, they, then they, they will do. But um, he's trying to get a bigger cut right now. And unfortunately, the the rules and the kind of, you know, the sanctioning body standards are as clear as mud as usual. Do you know what I mean? I mean, some people say that it's a way of trying to duck Dylan White. But I'd, I'd, be, I'd be astonished if Tyson Fury was was afraid of Dylan White as a fighter and a threat he presents to him. I don't think that's a, a credible suggestion. But, you know, it's um, it seems that most of the conversations these days that relate to the the backroom kind of uh, squabbles more than the actual fights themselves. Yeah. And what would you say is a, fa- a, a fair split? You know, when you're saying that the, it should be perhaps 45 from what you're telling me, but then this 20%, what would you say would be fair? I don't think it should be. I don't think it, it probably shouldn't be 45, Danny. Commercially, that's probably... right. Not an accurate reflection of Dylan White's worth. I must stress, I am not an expert in the financial side of boxing. If somebody wants to call me an expert in the kind of the you know physical side of it, the technical side of it, and the historical side of it, and, and other aspects, that that's fine with me. But but financially, there are people who know a lot more about this than me because I've never dealt with professional fighters at that level. Of, you know, with that kind of money involved, I've dealt with people up to area British title level where I know you, you're talking about people maybe might be getting purses like 16 grand, you know, um, as opposed to telephone numbers. But um, <laughs> my feeling, having having already told you that, um, my feeling is 70-30 is probably the most accurate, right. uh, equitable, fairest split. I think 70-30 right. is what I would expect them. That's what I'd be pushing for. But you know what? Eddie Hearn knows a hell of a lot more about it than I do, and he knows what mm-hmm. he can expect. I think Dylan White, you know, he obviously he's at the mercy of advisors and, and all the rest of it. I'm not saying he's not financially literate mm. or savvy. But, um, mm. See, because well, Dylan White, it's interesting to look at what he's earned in previous fights. Some people said he earned $4 million for the first Povetkin fight when he got knocked out, which does seem awfully steep. And then um, um, uh, people who, who, who would know tell me he earned officially three hundred k for the rematch, which was in Gibraltar, which had reduced the amount of fans because we were in the pandemic. And and with pay per view revenues on top, he he maybe would have made about half a million. Whereas you know that Tyson Fury has been making like eight figure purses in, in his recent outings. You know the trilogy with with, with uh, Wilder. Somebody tried to suggest the other day, um, interestingly, that Dylan White is a bigger draw in the UK, which most of us, when we were having the argument on my Facebook page, said it was ridiculous. But this guy was adamant that Fury is not the proven draw unless he's fighting a big name. People. He's not a big draw on his own, and certainly not in the UK. But then the trouble is, he's fought mostly in the states um, in the last few years, hasn't he? So you know, mm. in, in Las Vegas and Los Angeles, all the rest of it. So I, I would say it's a nonsense to say that Tyson Fury is not, you know, that Dylan White is the bigger draw. And it, if you, um, if, if 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 both of them were to walk down Oxford Street uh, tomorrow at different intervals, you'd see who would get mobbed and, and who wouldn't. Yes. But my, do you know what? May, maybe. The, the argument that Dylan is a bigger draw is built based on his the fact that he's fought constantly in Britain, in the UK, and in London, and other major cities, and he's consistently done well with pay-per-view figures. But uh, I still think we can throw that claim out, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, it seems a bit of a. Uh, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something which I did think um, when you said about um, you didn't think Tyson Fury, you know, he's not worried about Dylan White in terms of ducking him. <coughs> but do you think yeah. maybe him and his camp do find it almost like a an irritation that he they they've got to fight him rather than trying to line up Usyk or Joshua or whatever big fight they want to do next. It's almost like suspect, Dylan White's in the way rather than him being worried about fighting him. I think, I think you're getting warm there because I think clearly he's not excited about the fight. He's not celebrating over the prospect. Dylan obviously wants the fight and he wants to shot the title. He probably he deserves it as well, doesn't he? He does deserve a shot, you know, and he's his credible challenger. I, I, I have to draw the line when people start talking as if he's like Marvin Hagler in the yeah. in the seventies, or if he's like you know he's like uh, Sonny Liston in the fifties and the and the sixties. Like the uh, Sonny Liston would have would have would have fought Floyd Patterson for fifty dollars, the cab for home, and the introduction to the ring car girl of his choice. You know, <laughs> as long as she was definitely as long as he was definitely on a promise, he'd have took it. You know what I mean? But these it's symptomatic, isn't it, of today's you know fighters that Dylan is more inclined to push for his commercial work because he doesn't, you know, Barry Hearn made these comments a, few, a couple of years ago when he said, in the old days, he said we were like slave drivers, which was obviously an unfortunate term, term to use when you talk about a black fighter. And he was talking mm. about Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank. He said, they were slaves, he said. He said, but today, he said, Dylan fight is only on a fight-by-fight fight, fight contract of matrim, so he wasn't tied in. But I think that's got pros and cons because some people suggest that Eddie Hearn hasn't batted for him as much as vehemently as he might have done, perhaps because he's not as bothered because because Anthony Joshua obviously had a, a more long term arrangement with him. He has yeah. had for ongoing since since AJ turned pro. Whereas the idea that White was a free agent and could walk after any fight, some people thought he didn't really ensure the loyalty. Same way that people thought that some people accused Hearn of not really wanting Billy Joe Saunders to beat Canelo. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not mm. because of the nature of the deal you have with that person. So I suppose there's pros and cons to it. But Dylan. Yeah. What what Dylan needs to be uh, be careful uh, and what he needs to avoid is pricing himself out of it and ended up with nothing because one thing the WBC have said what he might have imagined is that oh you know what they'll strip Fury for not fighting me for not complying with X Y and Z and I'll just fight someone else for the belt and I'll still get to call myself a world champion the WBC have said they're not going to do that what when when talks have broken down about three weeks ago Mauricio Suleiman the the president of the WBC said to Bob Arum. It breaks my heart, but go and find someone else to fight and, and fight without the title. He said, well, we sort this other mess out. He said, we, he said we're not going to take it away from you. So what he said, he gave his blessing for Fury to fight uh, either Robert Hellenius, which hasn't got too many people excited, or Andy Ruiz in the States. And he would just defend his lineal claim to the championship and his ring magazine uh, status as world mm. champion. And they'd leave a WBC belt on ice while they sort the business out with White. So... The WBC have already said they're not going to strip Tyson Fury, and if need be, they give their blessing for him to fight someone else with their belt not on the line. Uh, which you know, so it would seem that their sympathies lie with Team Fury, really. Interesting, very, very interesting. Um, some other news which caught my eye this week. Um, previous guest on the show, uh, Gavin Gwynn, who's obviously the current Commonwealth champion, yeah. uh, is signed with uh, MTK Global. Now, yeah. absolutely, I'm very, very happy for him. Gavin's a phenomenal 
guy. He's uh, such a nice guy. He's worked so hard over the years. Um, so I'm excited yeah. for him. But I wanted to kind of get your take on what it actually means uh, for a fighter. Like, what's the difference between where he was before he signed to being then signed well, with MTK? Well, MTK are a powerhouse, you know, um, and they can, they can make things happen. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. It's, it's whether the people can get you the fights. If you look at and it's about momentum as well. And, and in, in today's climate, you know, you look at someone like Frank Warren, who's been, he's a legendary promoter. He's a Hall of Fame promoter. who has been, he was pretty much the unchallenged kingpin for nearly 30 years in British boxing. But things happen, you know, guards change and, and, and power shifts. And uh, when you look at uh, Billy Joe Saunders, who remained, you know, loyal to Frank Warren for a long time, and, and they, they they split amicably when he went to matchroom. But he came to the realisation that, that that Warren couldn't deliver those fights for him anymore, you know, fights that he would have once been able to deliver because of his position in, in the pecking order that, that he can't deliver today. You know, only, we spoke about MTK in one of these previous episodes. And as I said, they, they, they've had a meteoric rise. Some people are, you know, suspicious about the kind of genealogy of that, but that's the way it is. And uh, MTK can make things happen and can get, can get you places, you know, they can get you the big fights. And, They'll look after you. It's like they'll give you guys you can beat instead of guys that might beat you. You know what I mean? That that's yeah. a big part of moving fighters. Sometimes when no one looks after you and you're thrown in a little bit and it's a question of, you know, you things are stacked against you, you're the B side as they call it, the away fighter. It's a harder uphill struggle. When you get someone like MTK to look after you, as well as they have a lot of um they've got a lot of shows, they've got a lot of money and they've got a lot of influence. So that that's you know, what is gonna empower Gavin at, at this point. Yeah, and I think He's well positioned, obviously, as the Commonwealth champion. He's coming off a couple of wins, so I think, you know, from that point of view as well, he, you know, he's nicely positioned to go to the next step in his career. Um, and you know, wish him well. I hope he does really well as a fellow Welshman as well. Um, yeah. I noticed that I saw on your Facebook uh, earlier on you had a you bumped into Joe Kalzaki. Was that recent or was that? Uh, no, that was 2015. Uh, you know, I yeah. meant to say in the story caption that it was 2015 because the whole thing was I was still drinking then I mean, I've not had a drink for nearly five years yeah. and I didn't want people to think I'd relapsed and I suddenly read that I, I, I now know you can't edit story captions because I thought oh wonder if you can edit this you know click on the dots but you can't because I didn't want anyone being like are you on the beer again yeah. that, you know that was um some time in 2015 and it was we'd done an interview. He, it was an evening with Joe Calzaghi. Interesting link here. It was an evening with Joe Calzaghi at Gray's Civic Hall in Essex. And it, the promoter of the event was Lee Eaton, who's now an MTK promoter who's doing great things with them. And Lee has had a meteoric rise from the unlicensed, you know, Essex promoter who used to put on shows with, with some of the stars and used to stage his own little unlicensed shows. He, now he is really, really doing well, you know, with with a powerhouse like MTK. So Lee did an evening with Joe Kazagi and he had me do the interview on stage. Um, you know, so we went through Joe's career, but we had a few beers. It was a, it was a night, it was a good night. And then on the way back, <clears throat> that was on the train with me, Joe, Darren Barker, a few other people. And, and we were drinking cans of Cronenberg. And obviously I thought this is kind of cool. I'm drinking with Joe Kazagi on the C2C. I wonder how many people actually recognize him. You know, these pissed up Essex birds on the way back home, whatever. Um, and that was what it was. Yeah. But no, so that was, that was a little while ago now. Um, yeah, so one of the stories which um, I did notice, obviously, we're 
without fights at the moment, generally. But there is some coming up. There's some news. Um, I wanted yeah. to ask you about British bantamweight champion uh, Cash Farouk, former British weight, uh, yeah, yeah, bantamweight yeah. champion, who's retired age 26. Um, yeah. It says, uh, <coughs> advised by medical professionals, unforeseen circumstances. It's a bit sort of yeah. vague. He's um, a brain scan is what it'll be, Simon. I think okay. that's basically what it is. He's, somebody messaged me, who's a Scottish ex-pro, messaged me as soon as I put that out. Um, I think it was Friday, wasn't it? Um, he said to me, it didn't come from me, but he's failed a brain scan. You know, people people always forever inboxing me saying, this didn't come from <laughs> me. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the whole kind of thing of the, having your ear to the ground, isn't it? But um, I figured, it, you know, it must be medical. And it was it's usually uh, neurological when you when you somebody says, you know, that. And Cash did say in an official statement the next day that, you know, that it comes, I, I'm having to, to make this decision because my medicals uh, or whatever it was, you know, are not are not good, are not sufficient for the border control standards with new, with, with higher standards or new standards having recently been introduced, I think was the way he worded it. But, you know, th there's been a change in his scan. The British Boxing Border Control are very, very much, they're very vigilant about that. Some people say they mollycoddle fighters too much and wrap them in cotton wool. I've known many fighters have their licence either withdrawn or they've never been granted one in the first place when they were a great amateur you know, looking to, you know, to realise their dreams as a pro and they did, and they had that taken away from them because the board didn't give them a licence, you know. Um, but I think the defence, you know, in, in favour of the board is always that we've got the best safety record. I, I don't know if this is true, by the way, but it's always it's always regurgitated that we've got the best safety record in the world in this country and that's something that the border control jealously guards and that's why, you know, so it is a shame because Cash was a really good fighter, you know, seems like a really seems like a really nice lad as well. And he is so young, he's in the prime of his life, you know. I, mean, I thought Lee McGregor's improved as well since they fought, and he's doing really well. But I thought when they fought, I thought Cash deserved the decision. It was close, but I thought Cash was a bit unlucky not to win that fight. And I think, you know, mm. he's he's impressed me since. And obviously, I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, he was putting a, a brave face on it, and, and, and it sounds like he's surrounded by good people who are going to help him with the next step in his life. But no doubt your world's in bits because... You know, your sense of identity has kind of been, been uh, you know, yeah. taken from you, hasn't it, at that point, especially when you're that age? Yeah, I mean, age 26, won 16 of his 17 professional fights. You know, he is poised yeah. to go on to big things, I would imagine. You know, he's um, he, it's all he knows, and to have that ripped away from him is brutal. Fight, I mean, fighters struggle enough when they're old and, and and it's all over and they can't fight anymore. You know, these guys yes. like Amanda Holyfield want to keep going so an arm or a leg falls off, you know, and, and so many other examples. So it must be that much, it must be so much harder when you get it uh, taken away from you in your youth. It's a bit like there's a fighter I know from the, uh, that I used to know from the TKO gym called Tommy Martin, who did quite well and became English, um, English like welterweight champion. Then he lost a fight to. John Wayne Hibbert was another localist sort of lad from, from Essex. Got a brain bleed uh, after the fight, you know, suffered a brain bleed. And then he, his career was over. And I know he struggled. Now he seems like he's found a passion as a trainer. But it take, you know, it took him a while. And he went through that period of kind of, I think he went through that period of, you know, maladjustment over the whole thing, you know, and not knowing what he wanted to do with his life. So, I mean, I hope Cash doesn't go through that. You know, I hope that, they say he's going to be involved in other things now in the business, and the, you know the people that he's been working with up to now are going to find a role for him. You know, yeah, I hope so. I mean, Danny, obviously as a former fighter yourself, 
to have that ripped away from you at such a young age is is hard. It's particularly when you're at a young age, but you have achieved quite a lot already, and you're on the brink of sort of really, you know, going on to special things. That must be very difficult to deal with. Yeah, I mean, I I hate it as a trainer um, seeing young talent come up through, and then they meet girls and you don't see them fulfill their potential, you know, but when a fighter's committed and they're showing so much promise and then can't, you know, get it fulfilled and you can't see what their overall success would have been. I mean, that's just utterly cruel, um, you know, because that, that's obviously personal to the fighter themselves as well as a coach. But yeah, that I can't surmise that that's a very nice situation to, to be forced into. Um, yeah, it's side, such a shame. On the plus side, they've, if there is an issue, which there seems to be, they've identified it now, they've yes. identified it early, yeah. and at least we're not talking about a far more tragic story. Um, yes, exactly in, that. One year, two years, five years' time, where we say, you know, I mean, people like, you know, Johnny Owen, the Murtha Matchstick, who died in 1980 fighting Lupe Pintor at the Olympic Auditorium in, in LA. He, uh, apparently, it was later detected, because they didn't have MRI scans in in his era. They had CAT scans. Remember that those were the yeah. precursors to the MRI? And mm -hmm. they, it was found that he had an abnormally thin skull and that he shouldn't really have been boxing at all, you know. So that, And that was obviously a tragic kind of heart-wrenching situation. So at least that's not going to happen to Cash Farouk. I mean, I've got to look for the positive spin on it. And yeah, I hope absolutely. he's able to see it that way. Yeah. At the end of the day, you don't want to be... We don't want to be sat here talking about... Uh, 26, 27-year-old man who's had a life-changing injury or worse, and we'd be yeah. asking the question, why wasn't it picked up beforehand? So, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You can, we can't have it both ways. and yes. it, is, it, it is hard to deal with, but I think you have to err on, the, decide, err on the side of backing the board of control when they make these decisions, because I think they are making them in the fighter's best interest. I think that is you know, mm. pretty much uh, incontroversial, 100%. really. Um, just to finish off, Ben, I wanted to uh, kind of talk about, obviously, we've got no fights at the moment, but there is some fights coming up in January and February um, yep. of notes, some good ones as well. Um, so we've yep. got next week, got Joe Smith Jr. versus Callum Johnson. No, we haven't. out because of COVID. Yeah. Oh. That's a good start to the year. Um, but, but we have. Go on, you, you keep going, and if you get stuck, I was just going to say. Then there's the, the I think towards the end of January is it now the Eubank Junior one? Is that when was that rearranged? Yeah, yeah, Eubank Junior versus um, Liam. Liam Williams yeah, is 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 on. Liam Williams is training at Adam Booth's gym in Redhill area, and okay. a good friend of mine called Mick Guilfoyle, who trains a very bright prospect called Jermaine Brown, a big middleweight kid, middleweight to middleweight. I should know which one he is, and I have to. Um, but he's definitely one of those divisions. Um, and he's been sparring with Liam Williams and learning a lot and enjoying it. And apparently Liam Williams, is he's looking good. He's looking focused under Adam Booth. And, you know, I've heard good reports about him. I hope that it doesn't, the date doesn't change because, because you know, the Border Control said there's not going to be any boxing in January at all that, 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 because of the pandemic right, and because okay. of not wishing to place any more strain on the NHS. And I can't remember exactly when the date the rescheduled date was already. It can't happen then. They're gonna. They must have rescheduled the date. And I, especially I'm in I Wales really as well, because Wales have yeah. got a ban on all sporting events, crowds, and everything. I mean? So, um, so they're gonna have to reschedule that for February, aren't they? But I hope. I hope it. I hope it comes off third time lucky without any kind of hitch. Yeah. 
Um, but we have got Amir Khan versus Kel Brook, which we're all cannot wait for in uh, the middle of February. Um, I yeah. can see the excitement is overblowing. Um, very quickly, Danny, you really looking forward to seeing Amir? Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Khan and Cal Brook fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. I'm motivated for it. And I think I'm just fight starved over the new year and Christmas. So yeah, <laughs> I'd watch a Taekwondo bout and enjoy it right now. <laughs> um, yeah. well, Go on, David. Well, I think the, the Carl Brook thing, it's got the, it is many years too late, but it has the, it's got the intrigue factor because I think it's harder. I think it's harder to call them. There's more intangibles now that they're both over the hump than there would have been had it happened when, when the fight was hot and at the kind of more biting point uh, for it to happen. And uh, when people ask me who's going to win, I, you know what, honest to God, I don't know. And it will be, it will be an interesting. I mean, there, there might even be a car crash type element to it, but I think it is intriguing. And I don't feel inclined to make a pick. I just like to see what happens, you know, when the bell rings. Yeah. But, but you know, there's there's been a lot of good fights in, in, announced this week on the zone for February and March. You've got Leo, uh, Jesse Vargas versus Liam Smith. You've got you've got the third instalment of when uh, Francisco Estrada versus Roman Gonzalez. You know, their trilogy dating back to 2012. Both two previous fights are classics. You've got John Ryder's fighting Danny Jacobs at the uh, at the Alexandra Palace in March, which is that reminds me of those great old international, you know, non-title fights you used to get, where a big, you know, notable American would come over and fight a British hero. And I think it's, it's like a throwback fight, you know, doesn't need any title attached to it. You've got Wood versus Conlon, you know, Lee Wood versus uh, Michael Conlon, the you know the Irish star, which is yeah. March the twelfth. You've got. Uh, very interesting is Michael Mackinson, uh, the Portsmouth lad who's had a meteoric rise from last year um, since he signed with Matchroom. He's fighting the, the hot shot, uh, devastating puncher prospect uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. They're fighting March 19th at a venue to be announced. That that is a really bold uh, piece of matchmaking for you know for for Michael's people and you know from Michael's people and Eddie Hearn. But you know, fair play, that's an interesting fight. And you've also got uh, Martinez. Um, versus Josh Warrington. Josh Warrington will get a chance to become a two-time IBF featherweight champion because he's fighting Kiko Martinez, which is going to be uh, March the 26th. So that's all pretty upbeat stuff, isn't it, for the first quarter yes. of the year? And Josh, Josh, Josh Taylor's fighting in Scotland as well, isn't he? Uh, he is. Um, Jack Catherine. What's that date? Because I think that date was affected by the... February. Of, of February. Fe- oh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, Jack Catterall. Yeah, that, that's an interesting fight as well. You know, it's um, that you strongly fancy Josh to win it, but it's you know it's something that Cattrall was promised a shot before Taylor became the, the undisputed champion. Um, I think Taylor is a really special fighter, and I think these are the years when he's going to prove that legacy. People are talking about fights. I mean, he's got to get Cattrall out of the way, and you know, you Danny will know this kind of logic too as an ex-fighter and a trainer that you don't. Uh, take anybody for granted, and you don't look past the, the the immediate obstacle in front of you, because we've seen you know he ignores history, is doomed to repeat it, and all the rest of it. But yeah. 
But people have been talking about, um, you know, fights with like Terence Crawford and, and Josh Taylor himself has said he fancies the idea of stepping up to welterweight and fighting Crawford. There's also the likes of Javonta Davis, versus, you know, who's, who's fought like welterweight recently. Exciting Kang. fights there. Yeah, him they? and Taylor would be a great. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of legacy defining fights out there for for Josh Taylor. You know, and it'd be interesting to see his first performance as the undisputed champion of the world because we don't have many of them in, in boxing. No, and uh, yeah, those those fights you mentioned there, like uh, Javonta Davis, and yeah, they're exciting fights for Josh Taylor. But you've got to fight what's in front of you first. Um, so he needs to yeah. make sure, doesn't he, against Jack uh, Catterall? So yeah. I mean, Josh yeah. should be a big star, really, but he's not, is he? He's, his his last fight for, for all the marbles was on the Fight TV app. Now, I've done unlicensed show commentary on Fight TV, you know. So yeah. I think Katie Taylor has a bigger profile in this country than Josh Taylor. And nah, I'm not but... saying I've got Katie that profile. Like that, that, you know, she's, she's yeah, really no, well. Yeah, of course. But Josh should be a bigger star than he is. And, and I think maybe somebody... Perhaps partly it's organic and it's to do with personality and whatnot. But I mean, I've I've met him a few times and he, he comes across as a first of all bright, bright lad. So you know, I, I think maybe somebody is failing in promotion, you know, promotionally mm. at, at the moment mm. because he should be a bigger star than he is. Absolutely, should I saw a lot of people saying that he should have been in the names for the BBC Sports yes. Personality of the World of the Year. Yes. I got to say yes. that when I was growing up, that used to be quite a prestigious. Um, awards like people, sportsmen, athletes, they used to be genuinely <coughs> they'd all turn up to the award ceremony and they would be like quite an ex- a big thing. The amount of people, all, didn't yeah, the amount of people who said, I'm not interested, don't care, like fighters and footballers and you know, whoever it may well, be. Did you hear if Tyson Fury was, um, was threatening legal action if they didn't take him off the shortlist? Yeah. They, they did. <laughs> They didn't take any notice, but he was saying, because he was overlooked in 2015 when he beat Klitschko, which was the outstanding achievement of that year or any other year, you know, um, certainly for a few years running. Uh, And because he, uh, that was shortly before his meltdown, but because he made some homophobic comments or allegedly homophobic comments, uh, they, I think there was, he either wasn't shortlisted or else there was pressure to, to have him to have him removed from the, right, you know, okay. he felt that the BBC were, were against him, and he said he's got no interest in, in in the Poxy Award, and that he was threatening, you know, with legal action if he didn't take his name away from it. Which obviously that's changed quite a lot from the prestige it used to hold yes. for some people. Uh, mm. A good story, you know. Uh, very quickly, yeah, you Go might on. appreciate Lloyd Hunnigan was get, was going to get it in 1986 when he sensationally beat Donald Curry uh, for the undisputed welterweight championship of the world in, a, in Atlantic City, and um, he didn't. Um, turn up because he was too busy um, banging Maria Whitaker, basically. Played I remember her? And Ambrose Mendy was saying, you know, you know you've know, got to come. They're going to give this award to you, you know. And he said, oh, mate, why would I want to do that for? You know, I've got, got the girl here. And he was in a hotel, whatever. He just wasn't up for it that weekend. He had other fish to fry, as it were. So they gave it to Nigel Mentor instead. That's a true story. Well, well, well. There we go. There we go. What would you rather have? Well, I think the page three model probably, but you know, the, the now nah, you'd always go for the sporting achievement, especially you know, back in the day, the BBC yeah. uh, sports personality of the, the year award was immense. I mean, back then, 
doesn't anymore. I think the, 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 the women would keep, wouldn't they? You know, the, the phase three models. Yes. There was another day for that, you know, whereas there isn't for the sports personality of the year. But that, but it's true Did that it, basically Lloyd Hunnigan essentially snubbed it because of his libido. Madness. Because uh, he could have gone and got the award and then gone back to the... Yeah. Surely that would have been even more kudos. Take her to the yeah. thing. I mean... Well, we need to get Lloyd on here one time, right? And, and get him to explain himself about the whole thing. So yeah, that, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I would like to know the, the ins and outs of that story, so to speak. I, I'm not really comfortable with your kind of, um, what's the word, um, metaphor Termin there. But... Yeah, terminology was a bit... Um, Fun. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's the first, year, <laughs> first show of the year. Um, right. Yeah. Um, ben, as ever, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, myself and Danny got a little bit of uh, MMA and some some adverts to do, but uh, we'll uh, allow you to leave. And, and as ever, Ben, it's been a pleasure, mate. Really enjoy it, and hopefully we'll have some fights to talk about uh, yeah. soon as well. But um, you know, if there's any news and things like that, I'm uh, be, we're always happy to have you uh, pop in and join us. No problem, as am I. Nice one, boys. Cheers, cheers, Ben. Cheers, Ben. Ben Doty again. Always a pleasure, Danny. Um, just want to really just wrap us up, mate. Um, just have a quick look. UFC is back next week. Um, yep. Ke uh, Kelvin Qatar fights Chikese in the main event in the featherweight division. Um, who do you who you got there, mate? Who you got? Oh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Uh, if K Qatar yeah. can stay elusive, I'm going to go Qatar. But he has to stay elusive, and he has to have his footwork in order to to, to keep it striking. Um, I, um, I like Jacuzzi, I've got to say. Yeah, um, Jacuzzi is just really, really good. But uh, Katarka, I think Qatar can win it. But like I say, he has to have a good game plan. He, he, yeah. ha he has to have a good game plan and stick to it. Otherwise, he's going to end up with a, a difficult night on his hands. I'm going um, to go with Jacuzzi, I am. I'm yeah, going to go with yeah. Just for yeah, height, I'm, I'm height, reach, um, and just general. He, he, might, he might just get hold of Qatar. Yeah, I think he is awkward. But um, I, I'm just going to say Qatar just simply because I think if he knows what he's doing in terms of you know keeping his strengths alive, um, yeah, he, he'll be able to dominate the centre line and, and move off centre every time because he tries to come in and you know, grab a hold of him. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I've got the same concerns because what Qatar's got to deal with in that he's got height, uh, reach and, and general size to deal with. Um, and then the co-main event is uh, Muslim uh, Sadikov fighting Michelle Pereira, which is an interesting one. Um, Sakov is 18, to, 18 and 2. Well, obviously, M Michelle Pereira, 26 and 11, two no contests as well in there. Mm. He's a um, very, very experienced fighter. Um, I'm kind of interested to see how this one goes. But I fancy... Um, Muslims suck off myself. Yeah, me too. I, I'd be more inclined to go that way as well. Just got a little feeling, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Caitlin Chikagian versus Jennifer Meyer. That's going to be a good one, I think. Yeah, it's another hard one to call. Who's going to win that on the night? Yeah. That's just such a good matchup. Um, it's going to be a good throwdown, no matter what. That's for sure. Um, there's some good prelims on that on that card as well. There's a woman's right. prelim who I'm really looking forward to between Sylvania uh, Juarez and Vanessa Demopol Dem Demopolis. Sorry, right. and uh, Brian Keller is fighting um, 
someone whose name I'm never going to be able to pronounce the first <laughs> or the second name, but we'll go with the second name is uh, Kaka Ramanomanov. It's a big <laughs> long name, but I've uh, heard good things about him. Um, so, yeah. really looking forward to that. So, a good little card. Court McGee's fighting on the prelims as well. Um, and of course, uh, Brandon Royval. Uh, who else is on there? Um, bon Turin is fighting Brandon Royal Royval. That'll be a good little fight. So yeah, some good fights there, mate. But um, yeah. as ever, mate, we're 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 back for a new year, and uh, I'm delighted to say that um, for the new year, support for the Danny Batten Fight Show is brought to you once again by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below the waist grooming. Uh, Manscaped offers precision tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trainer, trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0, all across Europe. You've heard it there, the 4.0. It joined over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You can use this exclusive offer, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping just for people who watch the Danny Batten Fire Show and Ace Podcast Nation. All you've got to use do is use the code ACENATION at manscaped.com. You get 20% off with free worldwide shipping. And uh, it is a real good thing. Like we've talked about it before. Um, I've used it to, to trim my body hair. I've used it I used to trim my beard. Um, it's a beautiful piece of equipment, i got to say. Real top quality stuff. And I'm delighted to say that they're back sponsoring the show and the channel. Um, for another stint, really excited by that. Um, and as ever, I say, you know, to the people, um, please do support us, support our brand sponsors. That helps us keep going, um, helps us do everything, keep our, keep the guests rolling, and uh, keeps promoting the channel and all that stuff. Um, Manscaped is also going beyond the groin with their new refined cologne, which offers a light yet masculine, pleasing fragrance that will leave your lady on the naughty list this year all products made with hypoallergenic ingredients that are vegan cruelty free dye free and paraben free what is not to like danny what is not to like um got some little package coming myself um as of you so we'll uh we can update the people on what what that's like as well see what they uh, forward to that send us yes um We've also got um, a few other little things in the pipe work uh, to really uh, give you guys some cool stuff. Um, I've already got a, a VPN thing. So if you need a new VPN, go to um, ExpressVPN. Uh, I'll give you the link now, in fact, um, if I can find it, he says. Um, <laughs> I can't find it now. I'll post <laughs> it on social media now. But uh, we got an Express, uh, we got a VPN sponsor. We've got um, a merchandising thing happening. We've got some support from um, a TV media type people. Uh, so we've got, ex if you go to www.expressvpn.com slash ace nation army, and if you sign up for the 12 month VPN, you get three months free. Three whole months free. And, you know, with the VPNs, if you don't know what one of them is, um, look, many websites and apps are blocked or restricted depending on what part of the world you're in. Certain countries censor the internet. 
They don't let you access the free websites freely. So, for instance, what I use it for is Netflix in America, Netflix in Australia, far better than the UK versions. So what you do is you just, you've got the VPN app, you download it, you click to America, you go into Netflix and away you go. It's unbelievable. I know some people use it to watch football on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock because it's not available in the UK, but change your place to Saudi Arabia or whatever. And away you go, you can watch the football. But most of all, um, VPNs protect your privacy. They um, encrypt your data with security that is, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's, uh, it's, Sending your so if you're in like a McDonald's or an in um, a an airport a, a train station something like that and you're sending messages people can intercept that stuff sending an un- unencrypted uh, messages is potentially risking your privacy a VPN will pro- will protect you um, you know when you're out and about when you're on an unsecure uh, internet connection in a McDonald's or a coffee shop, things like that. It's absolutely worth it. They've got 9.5 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Um, and one of the reasons I'm so uh, vehemently supporting ExpressVPN is I've used them for the last five years before they sponsored the channel. I already used them. So the fact that they sponsored the channel is just an added bonus now because I was already using it. It's an absolutely phenomenal service. Um, and if you sign up for a year, um, you get three months free, but also they do a 30, 30 day guarantee. If you don't, if it doesn't work or you don't like it, they'll refund your money. So there we go. That is us. That is our sponsors. Please support them. Support us. Support the people. Support Danny Batten, the legend. <laughs> Danny, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. We somehow still managed to go 10 minutes over our time, <laughs> even though we had no fights to talk about. But um, I blame I blame you. Um, I blame, I blame, <laughs> blame Linton and Ben. Linton and Ben, they, they, they just talk and talk. They're not here, we can blame them. I love it. Um, uh, it's been good fun. It's been great to be back. Um, and of course, you know, as I say, please do check out manscaped.com. Use the code Ace Nation, And then that way you can support us until next week it has been a pleasure we bid you farewell this podcast is part of the sports social podcast network sports social podcast network judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.